about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing. What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why because we're, we're so doing smart. Most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal: when Christmas break is two weeks into the future, it feels closer than when it's two weeks in the past. Yeah. Even in young kids, this happens. So it really does seem to be something that's quite pervasive. I'm Art Markman. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Jack Anderson, in for Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, asymmetry, past and future. If I have an event that's two weeks in the past versus an event that's two weeks in the future, is there any difference in how close those feel to us? They're obviously not different amounts of time away. Yeah. Two weeks is two weeks. But mentally, is two weeks in the past a different distance than two weeks in the future? And it turns out that it occurred <laughs> to psychologists to study that. And particularly, there's a guy at the University of Chicago named Eugene Caruso who has actually done a number of studies on this. Huh. If you think about just what we know about the present and the past, the past is over. You can ruminate about it, but there isn't really anything you can do about it. Whereas in the future is always something that's uncertain and you can plan for it. So some event that's coming up is something that you can both savor if it's a desirable thing or fret about if it's not, <laughs> but also plan for. So you can plan for a vacation that's coming up or you can plan for an exam that's coming up. And so there is a definitely a difference psychologically in terms of how malleable those events are. Yeah. And it turns out that actually has an impact. And so they do a lot of different kinds of studies where they do things like just ask you, how far does it feel to you? The interesting thing is if you ask people, here's an event two weeks in the future, here's an event two weeks in the past, how far do they feel to you? If you say both of those, everyone says the same yeah, thing. Yeah, of, of course. Everyone knows yeah. they, they're supposed to feel the right. same. So the trick is to only ask about one of them. People think that an event in the past feels further away than an event that's in the future, but is actually the same distance. Not only does it feel further away, but your emotional investment is also different. Your emotional investment in things that are happening in the past is lower than your emotional investment in things that are happening in the future. So something two weeks in the past feels less good or bad than something that's two weeks yeah. in the future. That anticipatory emotion is stronger. The emotional piece of this helps to hold some of the key here. You experience emotions when you're motivationally engaged in things. If you watch a sporting event and you don't care about sports, you're like, all right. But if you're a huge sports fan, then you might find yourself yelling and screaming at the players or at the refs. And that stronger emotional reaction reflects a higher degree of motivational engagement. The stronger emotional response that you get to the future rather than the past suggests you have a stronger motivational engagement with the future than the past. And the reason for that is because you can do something about the future. So you may as well be emotionally engaged yeah. in the future because there's a payoff for doing that, which is because you can do something about it, the planning that you do, the work you do, the mental effort you put in can actually influence your likelihood of success or failure in the future. Yeah, people say time heals all wounds. Well, also time in many ways tempers emotions, right? That's so right. The, so just the amplitude of emotion changes over time for things that are receding into our past. I'm wondering if that distance has to do with the fact that between the time in the past and the present, more has transpired 
that might contribute to the fact that that seems farther away. When I'm only thinking about an event in the future, even though you've told me a date, I'm not imagining all the things that are going to happen between now and that future date. Part of what gives us a sense of the length of time is the number of landmarks that you have in there. And so something that is in the past has several landmarks in memory that leap out that show you that these are things that happen between now and that past time. Whereas unless you go through an exercise explicitly of saying, well, before I can go on vacation, I have to do the following nine things, (laughs) then you're just thinking about the time on vacation. In order to motivationally engage yourself to prepare for a future event, it's actually to your advantage to shorten the psychological distance between yourself and that future event in order to create enough energy to want to do something yeah. about it. I mean, yeah. think about the way we procrastinate on things. You know, if you've got a report that you need to do in three weeks, you're like, three weeks? I don't need to start that yet. And then, of course, you wait too long and now in a panic where if they had started it earlier, they would actually have been able to finish it in a comfortable amount of time without panic. But if you mentally shorten the amount of time, then it actually increases a little bit of the deadline pressure that you feel to actually be prepared for this future event. So bringing it mentally nearer is partly just an effect of the fact that you're focusing on that event and not on the totality of your life. But it has this other potential benefit that it can actually spur you to want to be prepared for that future. And on the flip side of that too, I think many people who become anxious to the point of being debilitated by anticipation of some big deal that's in the offing, one of the interesting things about being a human being is we can travel forward and backward in time. We can remember and we can imagine things in the future. And one tends to be kind of anxious about something that's coming up. You can actually bring it closer in time right. you know, in a way that you start to experience the anxiety now that you might imagine experiencing in the future, which of course, unfortunately, builds on itself until yeah. you pretty much can't function. Particularly when it causes you to chicken out of something. One of the places where you see this is there is low compliance with medical tests that mm-hmm. might bring you bad news. Most of the time, you don't get bad news. In the event that you do get bad news, often the point of those medical tests in the first place was to get that bad news at a time when you could actually still do something about it. Yeah. So you're actually better off. Most people who then get bad news, the experience of getting that bad news is less bad than they dreaded the whole time leading up to it. There's a situation in which those anticipatory emotions can create havoc for you because if you then say, well, I'm just going to avoid having those negative feelings altogether and then skip the dentist or skip the test, now you're potentially setting yourself up for a much bigger problem. Yeah. Next time, we'll talk about value in the moment with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. You can listen back to this show or any of our archive shows at KUT.org and subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Our engineers are David Alvarez, Jake Perlman, and Michael Crawford. I'm Jack Anderson in for Rebecca McEnroy, and I co-produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.